Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war all right all right, all right. so all right. yes it's episode nine everyone it's episode nine thanks for joining us out there maybe this will stay in maybe it won't but yes. thanks for listening it will <laughs> <laughs> so tonight right, welcome something it's something different we have daryl e banks as our guest tonight yes one of our own my very own. um ready to tell us about how he does his thing because you know we're all artists on this podcast, so yeah, you know we're gonna share. Yeah. We're gonna share our art, and Daryl has something special coming up, so he gets the stage for tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, yes I sir. do. I got a book coming out. It's called "What I See, What I Am." Well, the first I E Y E, and the second one is just I. So it's okay. a mix between of I'm a photographer, so it's a mix between what I see with my eyes and I also mix it with poetry and it's also what I am. So it's what I see outwardly and also what I um, see internally at the same time. And, and what I am inside, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, okay. That sounds interesting, the title alone sounds Yeah, and um, I didn't even know you had your poetry in there, Daryl. That is like an awesome touch an yeah. awesome touch because not many people know you do poetry yeah not many people but now you'll know yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i yeah. did have a secret poetry instagram page for a while that was it's really fun like i didn't tell any of my friends <laughs> so i just wanted to like reach out and see what i could do um on mm. that end without anyone else that i know i just oh, wanted so to like, go out there. like none of your friends following you or anything just no like, um... i think right now they do like some people are catching on but at first i didn't want that i just i know wanted... i follow you on that account i know yeah. i follow you crack the code she's like oh no that's done okay let me follow yeah that's why i was excited that you added the poetry to the book yeah i think that's exactly. another side of me that um people don't get to see i feel like it needed this book needed that touch in it like, i think i think that's a great touch that's a great touch um especially you know, um, listening to the podcast, you're kind of, we put you in the front, but you kind of go towards the back. So it's getting, it's allowing us to get like an inside, you know, glimpse. Yeah, of our quietest of member, on. because he didn't, for the first two episodes, I don't think he spoke. No, he was like, I, I. I did so, speak, right, but so. I wanted to, I just wanted to give you to the stage. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. But, <laughs> well, well, tonight is your night. Yes, it is. Brethren. Right. <laughs> this is my actual brother, guys. My blood brother. Blood, blood. blood. No. Yes. And so. this is my blood sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have art in our blood, though. So, you know, it wasn't, it's all three of us, really. Yeah. Because remember, Jamil was a rapper for a while. Yes. And he was, you know, 
And yeah, we so all he wrote a we, lot. We a, spoke about it on writer. our yeah, we spoke about it on a prior podcast about how it came from her mother, who was an artist too in the beginning, but right. since stopped. But at least we picked it up and like kept it going, and yeah. we don't stop. Right, because I know I spoke to her about it, and she told me how, and this was recently, like about a few months ago. I spoke to her about how, like how she felt about give it having to give it up, and you know she was sad and she felt you know she was saying she felt like she should she should have kept going and she wouldn't know how to find that voice again right mm. now to to do it you know so i thought that was yeah, like a kind of sad in a way you know yeah but but yeah we got that's why we have to keep keep the legacy going you know yeah I think I always kept it in my head like I don't think I would want to stop in any way. Even if I have a nine to five job or whatever, I would want to do something at least on the side. Because I do think it's like a muscle that you just have to keep working it out. Yeah. You got to keep flexing it because yeah. you lose it. That's what you say, Kev. If you don't use it, you lose it. That's right. That is right. And I'm And I'm saying that not only you kind of diminish in ability, but it kind of diminish, diminishes you in a way. Yes, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. you're not nurturing something that that's that's in you that is so that is a positive thing. Well, I mean, some sometimes it can become negative depending on environment and what happens to people, and you know what I mean. And yeah. I, that's why they would walk away from it. But if if it's something that you you kind of pine for like like ah uh, i i could be drawing this or i could be doing that or you know what i mean like yeah so if you're pining for it you should definitely look into why you're feeling the draw to it and kind of go in you know what i mean yeah and it doesn't have to be all day every day just like once you have a little break, it's good just to like get into it a little bit. Yep. So Daryl. So tell right. us about you. <laughs> give us a, give us the intro of you up until this point. An intro of me. I was born in 1984 in Jamaica <laughs> and came here in October, came to New York, to the Bronx, New York in 1989. And it's since changed my entire being since every day. I don't know where else to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like in Such what ways? Give us the ways that you, that, you know, like uh, insight in how you you found photography you found writing how how you got to those points you know what i mean you know um, that's the that's incorporated in the change i'm assuming you know yeah i think from the very beginning i think music was the first thing to like take me like take my soul i was always drawn to music in one way or another i remember when we were growing up when we first came here we into New York. We never really had a TV in Jamaica. No, we did have a TV, but like it barely worked. So when it we was came like here, one channel, yeah, one channel, and it signed on at like seven o'clock in the morning, and by eight it was off. It yeah. didn't come back on again until like three, four o'clock when you were supposed to be home from school. 
Yeah, and I, re I remember when we came here with uh, our grandmother, God rest her soul, she, um, I remember the first time, like, I picked up a TV remote, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I always remember that, but um, I think at first I was really into music, and then we used to watch MTV and BET. Yeah, we were all, and all into of that. music. Yeah. Like, we used to watch the same music videos, like, four or five times a day. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember, like, thinking how much, how many times I could see the Method Man and Mary J. Blige video. I probably seen it like 10, 15 times a day. So that made me really into visuals at first. And I think I wanted to be a music video director because mm. I think I realized I wasn't skilled musically. So I was like, I want to do music videos. So I was really into that at first. And then I don't know. I don't think we could have afforded a camera. So I never really, really like sat down and got really into it. But I think later on in the future, like because I wanted to be a musician, I found writing, then I wanted to be a writer. And then I started just writing by myself. I think me and my friends, this is middle school, me and my friends, like we made really bad rap songs <laughs> that we were writing. <laughs> we were all really bad, so I never really took that seriously. And then, then it was film. Actually, that's what it was. I started getting entranced into different films of like every genre. Like I remember seeing Pulp Fiction a lot when I was young. And even though I couldn't understand that movie, it like blew my mind, so. <laughs> I think from then, I really wanted to be a director or behind the camera filming something. So that's... Did you, um, did you ever, like, um, do a video? Like, I'm not, I'm not talking about now, because I know you've done short yeah. films re in, um, in, in now, but back then, did you do any? I think when I when I was with friends, like we'll like if any one of us had a camera, we would like film each other like doing stupid stuff. But it was never anything serious. And I don't think I never really had friends who were really into it as much as I am. So it was easy for me not to like really get into it. So like I think that fell back for a long time. But I think around like. Between 2008 and 2012, I just grew up and I just started meeting people who were artists in different ways. They were musicians, they were dancers, they were actors, they were painters, they were everything. And I had this idea that I was like, yeah, I'm just going to buy a camera and just like start recording them. Or like, make like little mini documentaries at the time we were doing and i think um a little later on maybe a year or two later on um you know this kefra i made this little little small company i think we wanted it to be yes called cultation i still follow cultation on instagram <laughs> so i'm like i can't get i yeah. can't get rid of them i'm like i'm gonna leave it yeah, we're defunct, but it was me and my friends. We started this thing where we just like wanted to express ourselves creatively. We started filming our friends and others. We wanted to get everyone into the mo into the moment and movement. And 
I think that really was good for me because it made me, it forced me to learn cameras, like forced me to learn how to take pictures even. Because even the camera, I bought a digital camera that was um, meant for like filming people, but it also took pictures. So that forced me and we needed to like make pictures to like put it up on the website of the of all of them just so we could like showcase it in a good way but and you that's guys, what you guys were you guys are going pretty good though yeah we ended up pretty good we made a bunch of videos we called them artist showcases where we showcase different artists that we know or got to know through the time or no website we probably featured like hundreds of artists from like different countries around the world like their artwork and we like asked about it and <laughs> and i think that really helped me as well because i really got to talk to artists to find out about the process of creativity mm. i think that was one of our main taglines it was about the process of creativity and i think my personal tagline my friend jermaine reminded me of this recently that I made the tagline ideas are infinite and I totally forgot that but he just told me about how much we live by that now that we just try to create at all times through different ideas and experiences that we just want to show it to people because we did also have the viewpoint that anyone could be an artist. And I think that made us challenge ourselves into definitely challenge me into being an artist and wanting to do that for life. Yeah, and I think I also just, um, I respected a lot of artists. The more I've got to learn um, people, and you too, like <laughs> Kefra, you've been, I know you being an artist forever, so like. Yeah. And my and my brother was a rapper as we talked about so we were right. i was always wanting to be an artist there really hasn't been any like job job that really that i was drawn to i just always wanted to be that right and it's so true that music it was the start for all of us because i know you guys used to run my tapes off <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all used to do that. The Ghostface Iron Man, I remember, right, and, the, and ATL and ATLians Outcast. Those yeah. were my two favorite ones of yours. <laughs> yeah, and Jamil was just reminding me about him getting my SWV because they had the verses of the SWV, and um, yeah, was it total? Who? Total? Was it? No, no it wasn't total. Um, it was escape. Yes, oh, escape. Wow. Yeah. So I escape. I used to listen to heavy too because around that time those were the ones that were going. So I'm like, music definitely kind of gave the push into that because. Yeah. I mean, I was doing art probably more heavier in my senior year of high school because you know. I wanted to get into architecture and all that, mm -hmm. but I was just, I just knew I was headed down that path, down that path. And I know, you know, like music was that thing, you know what I mean? That yeah. 
and I always incorporate it still in my art. You know what? Um, All I, of those. It's interesting that you mentioned music because I, I'm sitting here shaking my head because I feel like it's something, it's music, but it was that time. And I feel like for me personally, that time was, everyone was on like, it, it, I mean, people look back at like the 90s as like, a, uh, it was just like those girl groups, those boy groups, we really didn't have much going on. But I, I mean, like, I mean, the youngsters are appreciating the 90s now, though. Right. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> they are for the 90s. They're I'm appreciating the hell out of the 90s. I felt like we grew a lot from the 90s. I mean, that type of music, I felt like we were mad creative. Um, it was street, but it was conscious, too. So, like, you know, yeah. it was like the everyday people that you would see on the corner or you would go to school with but they had a message, you know what I mean? Not everyone, but for the most part, I felt like you were able to have fun and you would still be able to find people who were um, guiding you some kind of way, you know what I mean? Whether yeah. it be a culture or just historically. So I feel like when you say that time and you mentioned those groups, I can remember a feeling. I can remember that feeling. Right. Um, that, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't remember that. Really the feeling that again. I think the nostalgia of it. Yeah. Of it now, right? Yeah. Like like people who didn't really live then. Yeah. You know, it's never go they're never going, it's never gonna feel the same. We experienced it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we we're in the nostalgia too, but we experienced it. But you know, but it's that captivating that they experience it through nostalgia. Right. That's yeah. how powerful it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it is. I mean, is because some of the music is it's timeless. Some of the music is timeless. Like you can listen to it today and you're still like, oh you know what I mean? I put DMX on. I was like, when the last time I listened to DMX? I listened to DMX and I was walking <laughs> down the street all almost barking. I was like, what is it puts it puts you right back in the zone right every time you put it on. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's the <laughs> It's energy. I think it really is energy because like I laughed at when I went through my whole Griselda phase for a second. And I was like, why would I be like um allured by like drug selling or like killing or whatever? But I feel like it's the energy behind it where people are like, yo, I had to do whatever, hustle. Black people are always like hustle, um, get yourself yeah. together. It's like this grind kind of energy into it. So I feel like if you're writing something, if you're painting something, it's like something, it, it kind of fake charges you up. I don't know how to explain it, but you, I, I get like an energy from it, but it could, of course I'm getting negative energy from it too, but in, in the content and the lyrics, but the energy behind what the artist is putting into it and painting that story or painting that picture is what I feel like I kind of like, from sometimes yeah because i i think for me yeah i will always be joined to it because that was the music that was the culture at the time right. because i think by the time we came here well the crack epidemic was near its end <laughs> but like it was all the stuff that happened because of it like was still running through so and i think for me that's how i got to learn culture I came here from Jamaica and I guess we were 
in a Christian household, but when mm-hmm. by the time we came here, our parents were working and going to school. Like they didn't like so right. the culture had to teach us more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went to a Lutheran high school. Well, from eighth grade, because I when it, I came here, I got into the eighth grade. And I was in the same school till I graduated high school in 94. So it's like that I time, was, it yeah. was like, it was just us, you remember? And I know yeah. y'all always catch me on that pizza, but man, I was being creative. Yeah. <laughs> that pizza I used to make. <laughs> Yeah, I used to make that faith pizza, but we ate it though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we did. So, Daryl. Yes, moving on. Let's get into the book. Let's get yes. into the book. What? I know you've been doing this kind of in secret, kind of right. Um, doing the book. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's a, a how many days? away till well, to on the 30th on the 30th yes. yeah so i mean this is going to come 30th. out at a different date so yeah by the time you're to... hearing this is about to come out or yes. it's already out so if it's past july 30th to 2021 then get the get book. it <laughs> yeah yeah you can <laughs> get, get that it. book yes so how how did it like what was the first um I don't want to say image but like flash that you got that's that said okay this is the thing I'm going to do this book It was a lot of things and actually let's go back to music because the reason one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do the book is because I have a because of my love for music and I love albums I love um, artists like a classic album, like on an artist like Lauren Hill's Miss Education. Like I wanted to do something like that. What I call this book is like a perfect, um, everything combined from what happened in my creative life put together to this moment, because I feel like I do need a brand new start um in my creative life and i just wanted to like i wanted to put everything together into that um resembles a story or an idea or a period of time for me so after that comes out i'm just gonna start off fresh again and make another album and then another album so that was the conception of the idea i originally wanted to do it before the pandemic I was actually almost done with a version of the book in February of last year. And I was one and I was, I was hoping for like by spring summer 2020 to release it, but you know, right, right. the world went to crap. So <laughs> right. there was no way that I could do it, but it, it's actually a blessing in disguise because I needed to experience a few things, especially with the poetry part. The poetry part is really, really just my experiences and like things put together. 
And there were certain things I didn't know how to articulate yet, even though I needed, I knew it needed something different. So I'm kind of happy it did. And plus, I reordered all the pictures. Some pictures are new. I think I got a perfect blend of exactly who I am in the book now. So the idea, like, it wasn't even called what I see what I am at first. It's I don't even know what I was going to call it. I don't remember. It's that far back to me, but. So the, so the first version of the book from February of last year, that wasn't going to incorporate the poetry part? No, it was. Oh, okay. But it's yeah, in a different way. So. Right. Because you said, you know, you had to cultivate some stuff on that part. Yeah. So, Daryl, with the poetry, you um, put in a mixture of another part of you in the book. How did you feel not revealing, but putting the poetry in? Was it something that I know you said, you know, this is a part of my creativity. This is one of the facets. This is one of the pieces of my creativity. And I wanted to just encapsulate and put it in the book. But that still thing that you still had to lay out like mm -hmm a major part of yourself and I haven't read your poetry. So I'm like interested in knowing, well, woo, what did Daryl, <laughs> what, what did he have to articulate? So what happened? Actually, so, <laughs> to tell you the truth. So, but, you know, but yeah, like how did that feel? Um, you know, just saying, you know, I'm going to go with this. This is the feeling of, you know, just all of me and it's okay. Not to say like, it's so like mysterious or anything, but you know, I know, like, even as a man, I don't even want to get into gym, but, you know, revealing and writing and expressing your feelings and, yeah, just how did that feel? Yeah, it's tough. Like, well, yeah, as a man, you know, it's tough expressing your feelings and especially for everyone to, like, know it or know how you felt in different situations. Like, it's pretty tough still, like, even now, like, until it comes out, like, it's going to feel like that. Um, it's easy for me to do it around strangers. I've done it. I've done like poetry, like um, open mics and poetry slams. I've done it, but like I've gone by myself. So um, it's still weird, but in the other sense, most of my favorite creatives ever, they're very personal and intimate with their work. They give, they lay out everything on the line. And I think most great artists in general do that they're very personal with your stuff so I feel like it's needed and I guess it's also therapy in a way so at a certain point I'm just like I'm just gonna go ahead and do it even like just talking to people I think I got into the point in my life where I'm like you know I'm just gonna like go ahead and say whatever it is I feel and not worry about anything coming back so and I never really end up worrying or caring about that anyway. So I feel like it was important to do that. <laughs> right. In some situations, it's a responsible thing to do, you know, yeah. but it's like really weighing, letting it weigh on you. You know what I mean? Because it's like not really um, expressing your real truth when you yeah. have to think so hard about, okay, you know, I want to say this, how's, how's this person going to take it? How's this going to affect the situation when, you know, it's like really and truly it's my truth and, I have the right to express it and yeah, to be yeah. responsible about it, but nonetheless be able to express your truth. So, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Like I'm excited. 
Right. I'm excited about this. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm excited. I've seen the, I've seen yeah. the snippets only. That's how you know on the low it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like another one coming. That's why mm-hmm. I'm excited because the way that you um, presented the book, as if okay, I'm ready to go into a new a new path. So it sounds like when you get this creative juice, you're gonna like boom, yeah. play it close it yeah flip it into the next one because i know on to the next i know you have i know you have a couple of books of photography waiting yeah there was it's like some images i had it's very hard to leave it out the book but i had to leave it out because i do i don't want to i didn't want to make it too much the book is 68 pages long and I forgot the number of images to poems, but it's probably about 20 poems and the rest are um, photos. But even some poems that were hard to leave off. So, Right. Yeah, because, I mean, you have a couple books in there. <laughs> yeah, like hopefully. You said you came, you, you said you were like, make to make an album after album. This yeah. is like, this is a literal like, album. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the words are in there, the, you know, the feeling of the picture coincides yeah. with the words, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm just like, well, I don't even want to talk about exactly. I probably no, I shouldn't say I don't want to talk about, but like I, I even though I do have a bunch of the stuff that I do need to express still all the images in this book but i do want to move on to the new stuff soon eventually because i do feel like i have a whole other style changes in me and different things i could do so i'm excited for that yeah that's gonna be dope with that being said of like the feeling of having more styles and more uh creative juices to flow um where do you find your inspiration? Um, is it just every day? Is it uh, something that could come on like a hot topic going on? And or, you know, because it could be digital or, you know, using images from digital to create a piece or just you actually getting stills out and about how where do you find your inspiration? Um, through life. I don't know, I'm just thinking about it now. Um, one of the first people, like when we filmed Cultation, the thing when I used to film different artists, um, me, my friends and I, we filmed this like, um, I think she was about 84 years old at the time. And we went to her house upstate and she just had like hundreds of paintings that she's done around her house yeah and she I had remember a, that she had a bunch of like poetry books and i remember like when we were sitting down talking to her and i always this always stuck with me and we asked her like what is creativity to you and her response was that it's a response to life and i feel like that's exactly what it is art is just articulating like what you see in the world. So I get my inspiration through living life. Having conversations with people might be my biggest inspiration because I feel like that's where I learned the most. 
rather right. than like looking at a b and c artists and like um thinking about their work or like really analyzing their work it's not that it's really just like through people and the things that i've done the moments like these little moments that you share with like a friend or something like that's what i want to keep when i go out um when i take pictures of people i like to like sit down and talk to them for at least an hour beforehand just so i can pick their brain get to know who they are as a person and I think that's what makes the images better because um, because I do feel like I do need to put some of the person into every image that right. I make. I didn't and, know that. That is dope. Me either. I'm sitting here like, wow. Yeah, that's um, yeah, about. That, is, that, is, that is awesome. What part yeah, of it did you not know? The, that you'd like sit and talk to them for an hour. Yeah. I'm thinking snap, snap. Like, because you, know, you have a lot of people, like a lot of images of a lot of people. And yeah. that's a lot of conversations. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, that and I, I didn't know that. want to know about them. And, it's that, and that's awesome because you can feel it in the pictures, you know? Right. Yeah, it's thank you. Into their like, world. Like that yeah. picture I have is a picture I have. It's in my kitchen. It's of a, um, an elder lady. And she's like buying um, groceries. Like she's like fruits and vegetables. Yeah. You know which one that is? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I didn't get to speak to I, her for I'm an saying, hour because she was doing that, but I did speak to her for a little. Yeah, but I mean, like you could tell though, you know, it's a yeah. It's I don't a feeling in there. Yeah, I, I never feel like I want to misrepresent anyone in any picture to get the picture of how I see them. I want to get them as how they see themselves. I like a lot of pho photographers that do it, but for me personally, I want to take images of people of the way that they see themselves rather than the other way around. And the yes. image you're talking about, by the way, is in the book. So, oh, <laughs> <You'll see it. laughs> yeah, I love it. That's really interesting because I'm a person that shies away from taking pictures. So I would think that if someone was interested in taking my picture and they talked to me, I think in a way that would kind of relax me and, you know, I don't know, right. it, would, it would put it in a different perspective as opposed to someone just, it would be less invasive. Like a candid. Yeah, uh, uh, like, you know, and yeah. like a candid, you know, like they just see this moment, yeah. snap it, and yeah. that's the end of it. And however yeah. it is, whatever, like you said, it's like, they might fix up their hair a little bit, you know? Get yeah. To get themselves together. <laughs> yeah, you and get more of them because they're involved. Right. Because now, yeah. They, yeah. So, I mean, I really, I really appreciate that. I, I, I didn't think of that. And to know that there are people, like you said, there's other artists that have that type of style and that kind of, they're being cordial and respectful, I would say. Um, and also, like you said, it, it helps your work and it helps the 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 muse you know be able to best represent themselves i thought that that's very interesting to me uh, uh speaking yeah. of the muse <laughs> daryl has a short film called the muse oh yes i do <laughs> yeah, it came out um november like about two years ago 
Yeah. Yeah. It, no. Is it three? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, eighteen. Yeah, it's, wow. It's about eighteen. It's about to th- be three years and about three months, <laughs> three or four months. Yeah. Yeah that that was a that was a dope film, like how it plays out. You guys would have to link mm-hmm. Daryl on how to see it because it's dope. It's on it's my video. It's on my. It's on my Vimeo. It's on my website, debanksraw.com. <laughs> you could see it there. Yeah, so check it out. It's yeah. great. Um, you know, uh, once again, music plays a role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, music definitely played a role in that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it keeps. Yeah. it's a common theme that keeps coming back up. Yeah, even when I'm walking around, just like taking um, when I do street photography, when I'm just taking pictures in the street, I have headphones on and I'm listening to music <laughs> like nearly the whole time. And I think that like drives me to where it's going. Like if I'm listening to Miles Davis, it's probably going to come out different than I'm listening to Jay-Z or whoever it is right. nirvana whoever it is i'm on, listening yeah your focus will be on a different you know angle of the situation yes you know what i mean pretty much so um what would you say um is your biggest struggle when it comes to productivity um my biggest struggle is in the fact that like, especially this book took my entire creative life to, to to make. So my biggest struggle has been um, in the fact that you don't see the fruits of your labor right away. Right. Especially with um, filmmaking and um, writing. Like, you don't really, as a writer, you don't really get to call yourself an author until you have a book out. I mean, you can, or you, you can, but like, you know what I mean? Like you have right. a book or it's it up somewhere on a website. And yeah, so with that comes um, the the imposter syndrome where you yeah. don't feel like you have it or like, like you're doing all of this, but like what is coming of it? Does it mean it's just a hobby or like, so you get in your own head all the time. So there's a constant struggle for me with, with that. And it keeps like, even like I don't like short films, like I love it up until that day, the day after releases, you start thinking about what's next and then it all just comes back down. (laughs) So it's like a constant, always having to produce something. And as a creative, you're not always in the mindset to produce because you do, as we talked about before, you do need to live life to create. So it's like creating the balance. Right. You know. And my other struggle lies with because of that, because you don't see the fruits of the labor right away and you live in in New York where it's all hustle bustle. So. I feel like I have to work, you know, like nonstop. So then my jobs take me away from my art too. So there's a whole different struggle there. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, so Daryl, so with that being said, uh, with the not seeing the fruits of your labor um, right up front, what would you say is your idea or satisfaction with photography? Meaning, what is your idea of making it? Like, if I'm doing this, once I have this, if I have built this film studio or like, do you have an idea or a long-term of where you're um, moving forward towards? I mean, you don't have to reveal it, so, and you know, but no. completely. But I mean, is there an idea in your head that 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 you that you yeah. um, certify that you certify for yourself that this is what I I am saying I made it or this is the things that I want to accomplish? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's a good question to ask because it changes all the time with me. One of my problems <laughs> is that I like to I like a lot of things, so this book is one of them releasing a book is definitely like a milestone for me another one will be when i direct a future film when a feature film sorry and i think though the main success for me is just getting to live life as a creative in reality i'm getting to live life to be creative and talk to artists like you two like for a living so in a sense it's like how much more can i ask i don't want to do much more than that just getting a chance to create and it could be this i'm teaching myself how to paint maybe one day i'm gonna release some man um, like i'm telling paintings. you <laughs> daryl did a self-portrait and when i tell you it was so dope Cause it, <laughs> it, it, I was like, how many, how long have you been doing this, Daryl? <laughs> like really, like it was really good. Thank you, I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I was like, I still have it in my camera roll. Mm, nice, thanks. <laughs> so yeah. whatever it is, as long as I'm living, getting a chance to create something, I feel like I have won at the end of the day. Right. Even though it comes with a lot of stress too, but it's always good to live that way for me. Word, yo. This was like, this was such an education for me into Daryl. <laughs> because Daryl, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, growing up, we were we were all close, but I kind of like went away. I was away most of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a while. And then I came back and I was away again. So we kind of like grew apart, but at the same time, we were building the same thing to grow back together at, you know, at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I started heavy into art, like when you guys started quotation. You know what I mean? Like I tried to, like I evolved my style from marker to this to that, and it was us coming back together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that it was that time. You know, and I'm just like, 
you know, it's dope to be rocking with you to um yeah. to now and you know like in every our creative step we were just rocking together. So it's crazy. We all grew up we all grew up differently, but yeah at the same time we have different perspectives, but we all go towards the same goal. Right. Like it's a one thing that binds, you know. So we always ask this, what's uh, one collaboration with a person dead or alive yeah. that would be your ideal collaboration? There's so many. Because <laughs> I, I, I love to collaborate and do different stuff. We still have to, by the way, do something together. Yeah. That would be great. Um, hmm, we have to really think about that. On the film side, I know that there is a lot of people that I would love to collaborate with. Like someone like um, Roger Deakins, he's a cinematographer. Like he, the images he has on screen is like phenomenal. There's this Chinese director, Wang Kar Wai, I want to work with him too. And Steve McCurry, who is my favorite photographer ever. I well, I think a lot of people probably think he's the goat as a photographer goes. So, but there's also a lot of musicians like um like if I could photograph a most a Yasin Bay or anyone from that ilk, <laughs> like it would be a dream. Right, right. That'd be dope. So that was the last question. <laughs> well, <laughs> we like it. We're like, okay. Uh, All right. I yeah. hope I've done well. But like we covered a lot of ground though. And we right. You know why got in, just let it go for a, a lot. You let it go for a moment and you you kind of in your intro, you just really touched on a lot. Yeah, that, like, you know that we probably would have asked him the questions, of course, but it was natural, right? You know, natural progression. All right, natural I don't yeah. get interviewed a lot, so <laughs> yeah, because I'm telling you, I learned, I learned, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I learned about how much you put into your work, you know what I mean like how much of you and now everyone is going to get to see that with their book yes i have a book coming out july 30th 2021 called what i see when i am by the time you're hearing this you could come party with me if you live in new york city or buy it online you'll be on my website debanksraw.com yeah so what else give drop the socials all right, you can follow me on Instagram, D underscore Ebangs. That's D underscore E-B-A-N-K-S. And Twitter, D Ebangs, no underscore. And that's that, I guess. All right, and on his website, which he already mentioned. Yep. So that's me. Yes. Thank you, too, for having me do this. Yeah, not used to talking long form <laughs> thank you for letting us in yeah 
and you know broadening our views and you know that we feel your well i know personally i feel your photography even more now that i know that you put that much into it you know what i mean yeah so yeah all right i appreciate yeah. it yay daryl all right the art of war podcast out Episode nine. Until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race. And it's a war that until that day.